welcome to our favorite day of the week. This is Monday, so we do this little episode called How to Pass in Clex Plus Monday Motivation, and we are doing heavy content today, advanced directives. My name is Regina Callion, and I am happy to be your NCLEX instructor here at remarnurse.com. We're focusing on advanced directives because this falls under a large category for NCLEX RN or NCLEX PN. And so the management of care or coordinated care focuses on advanced directives. You can find this in both exams. So we're going to talk about um, what it what they are, and we're going to clear up any myths or confusion or inconsistencies that you may have picked up along the way. So before I begin that, though, I want to tell you about my next free event coming up, and it is all about anxiety. So we have a test-taking anxiety workshop happening at the end of this month, actually April 25th and 26th. So I'm asking you to sign up for that today. Um, and you can sign up by going to my website, remarnurse.com forward slash anxiety. And this will be very important for you to sign up for it so that you can get the workbook and also get the schedule and all of the exams and homework. Test-taking anxiety is something that affects a lot of nursing students. So you will be uh, empowered, empowered to get past this if you suffer from one of the two major forms of test-taking anxiety. So show up for the workshop so you can find out what they are. is called self-determination. Yeah, it's self-determination. And so this is the idea that patients can make their own choices and manage their own life. And I love this because it is true. It is up to the patient to feel in control if we want them to be psychologically healthy and we want them to feel whole. Even though patients are coming into a new environment with the hospital, they still are the ones to determine their care. They still are the ones to determine their care. So the idea of self-determination, it's big on NCLEX. It's big in healthcare because the client has to be able to participate, right, in their rehab and the rehabilitation is basically any uh, medical event that they must get over, that they must, um, you know, take control of. So it's very important. Now, what is the nurse's role in self-determination? Well, our role is to prevent, uh, I'm sorry, to present knowledge. We have to know the differences of advanced directives. We have to know how they help support the legal rights and the moral rights too of our patients. And so it's up to us to, you know, preserve, protect, support the interests of the client by assessing what they know about advanced directives, the information medically that the doctors are presenting, and also the choices that they make. You know, we're there, we're the advocates of the patient. So the first type of advanced directive that I want to talk about is the 
living will. And the living will, essentially, these are legal documents put together by clients that discuss their wishes for care. All right. And living wills can be complex or simple, but the goal is that the living will is it's a guide for the medical team, for the doctor, for the family to what kind of care the client would want if they can't speak for themselves. And there are many types of treatments that could be addressed. But the main point of the living will is that um, the patient is saying what they want done. They are medically making decisions before that event happens. And so that's a major point to know about it. Now, there are definitely possible end of life scenarios that, that can be addressed with the living will. So let's just look at them. But first, um, I get a lot of questions about my virtual trainer. How can I get access to your full classes, Regina? I want to get these these lectures all the time. And so here is that information. The NCLEX virtual trainer is the best training system for nursing students who need to pass the exam. My name is Regina Callion, MSNRN, and I have helped thousands of nursing students pass the NCLEX exam with my program. You're going to love it. With my NCLEX review, I'm going to give you all of my nursing content in one place. Not only that, I'm going to make sure that after every individual lesson, you know what is most important. And if you need questions to help you, I have the questions right here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you an amazing opportunity to get in the virtual trainer. I'm also going to send you the virtual trainer student workbook, as well as my quick facts for NCLEX. This is it. This is the opportunity that you've been waiting for. Click the link below. This is the number one training system for nursing students who need to pass NCLEX. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Click the link below. Hey, what are you waiting for? I want to see you on the inside. This is the opportunity. You don't want to miss it. If your nursing license is important to you, you will take action right now. Let's click the link. Let's go. So with the virtual trainer, you're going to get my online videos, but you'll also get my workbooks. And I just looked at my PN review. And so the advanced directive notes that you will be able to um, add on to for today that go on the book, they're on page 151. So page 151, this is what the blank book looks like. And this is what you'll be filling in with the videos inside of the program. So Definitely, if you are looking for a straight to the point NCLEX review course, the virtual trainer is that course. And you can check it out at remarnurse.com, remarnurse.com. All right. Now, if we are talking about, we talked about the living will and we talked about some of the uh, treatments that the living will would be able to address. Here is one of them. This is the first one that we will be discussing, and it is CPR. And cardiopulmonary resuscitation, it, it, it's, it restarts the heart when it has stopped beating. And so you as, as the patient, not as the nurse, but um, the patient would determine whether or not they want to be resuscitated by CPR or a device such as a um, de defibrillator that would stimulate a shock to the heart, okay? Also, mechanical ventilation. The patient has to know that, you know, this is going to take over your breathing if you're unable to breathe on your own. So not only do you have to know how long you would want to be on a, a ventilator, but, you know, if you want to do it at all, like if you want to do it at all. So CPR, mechanical ventilation, 
Tube feeding is another life-sustaining treatment. It's going to elong the life. So a patient would have to determine if they want this implemented in their living will and also for how long it would be utilized to sustain the life. I love this one. This is dialysis. Many people don't recognize dialysis to be a life-sustaining treatment, but it definitely is. So in the medical living will, the patient would determine if they want dialysis and how long they would like it. This can be a tricky one. Antibiotics and antiviral medications also are considered life-sustaining treatments. And so at the end of a life, if a patient is uh, sick, then it would have to be considered, do you want to treat any kind of infections that you have aggressively with an antiviral or an antibiotic that may cause you know, very extreme side effects? Or do you want to let the infection run their course? Mm. Yes, all have to be considered. And then uh, also organ donation as well. So if a patient wants their organs to be removed for donation, then they would be kept on a life-sustaining treatment temporarily just until those organs are removed. And then um, those treatments would also be removed for the, for the client. Donating your body for scientific study is also something that the medical living will would address and it, it should be specified. So the patient would contact the local medical school, university or donation program for information on how to do that for the planned donation for research. A do not resuscitate order can be part of a living will or any advanced directive at all. So you should be familiar with the letters D and R because a DNR means that you will not be resuscitated if your heart stops and then you would transition, it, you would die after that if you are not resuscitated. And so at the end of the life, people who have a terminal condition, they often choose a DNR because they understand that if uh, a procedure is done to sustain the life, it may not improve their actual terminal condition and or after those life-sustaining treatments, their quality of life may be even worse, okay? Physician orders for life-sustaining treatment. This is a form that gives seriously ill patients more control over the end-of-life care. So it is, um, it is another document that physicians and their and their health uh, their patients will go over to discuss what types of medical interventions the patient is comfortable with. The power of attorney is a legal document that assigns a particular person the right to make a legal decision about another person. And so there are two types of power of attorney, a medical power of attorney and a durable power of attorney. And so here, the difference between the, the living will, um, the difference between the living will is that the, the, the living will is the patient saying what they want done, but the durable power of attorney is a person saying for another person what they want done. So for 
the medical power of attorney, what happens is that the client picks someone and then they grant that person the ability to make decisions about their care, their medical care only. Okay, medical care only. So choosing a person to act as a healthcare agent is very important. Even um, if you have other legal documents regarding your care, not all situations can be anticipated. And some situations will require, you know, somebody to make judgment about, you know, your likely wishes. So if it's not outlined as a, um, a dialysis or organ donation and it's something else, maybe chemotherapy, I don't know. But that person that you choose should know how you would feel about a lot of things, okay? And so choosing that person, what does that look like? Well, it, the person has to meet the state requirements for a healthcare agent. So that might mean that, you know, the person has to be a certain age, depending on your state, maybe 18 or over, maybe 21 or over. But most of the time, your healthcare agent has to be an adult. Is number two is someone who is not on your medical uh, team or your doctor. Three, somebody who is willing um, and are, they're able to discuss your medical care and end of life issues. Four, someone who can be trusted to make decisions that adhere to your wishes and values. And five, someone who can be trusted to be your advocate if there is a disagreement about care. Yes. And it's important to know, you know, a patient can change their directives at any time, at any time. Um, so if you want to make changes, you must create a new form, distribute new copies and destroy all the old copy copies. And so this will be specifically different, varying from state to state. You should also discuss changes with the doctor so that they can make sure that the new advanced directive is in place. And new advanced directives, they must be added to the medical charts in the hospital and also the nursing home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also remember, the registered nurse is responsible and accountable for assessing educational needs in respect to the client's advanced directive. So it is our job as the nurse to um, ensure that the, the, the client is knowledgeable about what they are and that they're able to make good decisions based on the aspect of care. And so that is very important, right? So this Monday motivation, heavy on the content as well. If you want another NCLEX book or resource that is heavy on content, you got to try out my quick facts for NCLEX. A ton of content. You can find it on eBay, Amazon, or remarnurse.com. Make sure you get the five-star version of this book. Hey, also, don't forget the NCLEX Anxiety Workshop is happening April 25th and 26th, and I have the web website right there for you to sign up for it. It is remarnurse.com forward slash anxiety. And I want you to sign up for it because you'll get the workbook, you'll get the, the um, interventions for test-taking anxiety, and you'll also get the calendar. All right. All right. I can't wait to see you guys at that event. It is going to be awesome. And if nobody told you this, let's just say it together. 
I can, I will, I must pass NCLEX.